If you've ever thought of quilting your own projects but just don't know where to start, I have the perfect first steps for you. I've put together a PDF guide. I call it Three Steps Toward Freehand Freedom. These are the baby steps, but they can help you move past your overwhelm and show you that yes, indeed, freehand quilting can be learned. So if you'd like to snag this PDF, there's a link in the show notes, or if you're an Instagram user, just message me three steps. That's the number three, S-T-E-P-S, and I'll send you that link. Let today be the day you get started. Welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the podcast where we hear quilters and other crafters' stories and draw encouragement and even life lessons from them. Today's guests are Leah Nixon and Grace Nixon-Peterson, the duo that forms Tiny and Snail. I'm your host, Susan Smith, and I'm coming to you from my quilting studio, Stitched by Susan. This is where my long arm, Lucy, and I spend lots of hours doing freehand, edge-to-edge quilting. If you're not a quilter and those terms mean nothing to you, it's basically doodling on the surface of a quilt with a 50-pound writing utensil, needle and thread attached at high speed. And if you are a machine quilter, I invite you to tune in to the live and unscripted events hosted on my YouTube channel and Facebook page on the first and third Friday of every month. They're streamed live and in real time, honestly. So I'm quilting at my long arm machine and even the thread breaks and the oopses are there. I just welcome you into my studio to watch as I work through a project and I chat about the processes and decisions as I go. Plus they're interactive, so you can ask questions and get answers about the project while I'm working on it. So once again, those air the first and third Friday of each month. Just look for Stitched by Susan on YouTube or Facebook to find the upcoming and the past events. I'll let you in on a little secret. I don't like shopping. And especially, I don't like shopping for clothes. It just feels incredibly time-consuming and there's a million other things I'd rather be doing. So I found a solution at stitchfix.com. It's an online apparel shopping service and it's entirely personalized. So I set up my own account with delivery frequency, a price point that's comfortable for me, my size and taste, and I even have the option of adding jewelry, bags, shoes, or other accessories. I've had the same designer for a couple of years and she's got me dialed in. If you'd like to give Stitch Fix a try, they're offering $25 off your first order. Just use the link I've provided in the show notes and have fun shopping their enormous collection. All right, on to pins and needles with a quick tip for all of you sharp quilters out there. Today is your friendly reminder to refold some of the quilts that you've had stored in your closet. As we're coming into the fall season, you might be using them more often for cuddling on your couch, but it's a good time to just take stock of the quilts that you have and to take them out of the closet and refold them along different fold lines. This helps them not get crease memory in them. It just shakes them up a little bit, freshens them up a little bit, and while you're at it, Roll up a couple and tuck them in a basket at the end of your couch for easy access. Leah Nixon and Grace Nixon-Peterson are a powerful duo, two sisters that create greeting cards rich with meaning. The word card seems really too simple. 
their artwork, the thoughtfulness of every word, their passion about writing to our friends and our family by hand. All these come together to create one-of-a-kind snail mail. So I invite you to listen in as we chat about the themes behind their annual collections, their personal stories that play hugely into their lives today, and the remarkable power of the written word. Let's meet Leah and Grace. I am welcoming Leah and Grace into my studio this morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. (laughs) This is going to be so fun. Leah and Grace are a sister's team, and they are creatives and artists, and they just have so much wisdom and rich stories to share with us. So I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Let's, Let's go one at a time here. Let's start with Grace. I would love to hear... You know, some of your background, what brought you into the place that is now Tiny and Snail? Sure. Well, I am the older sister of the bunch, um, so I'm the snail in the equation. Um, I've loved snail mail for forever. Honestly, I was just, um, I was home back in August, and our mom had this shoebox, and she was like, Grace, I was cleaning out the closet, and you have to see what I found. And it was a full, huge gallon Ziploc of um, cards that I had made when I was probably 11 or 12. We had the daily Mary Inglebright calendar, like a page a day type of calendar. And I had cut out all of the images and pasted them on computer paper. And then on the back, I had put an extra little decoration. And in the corner of the computer paper, I had also done something to like echo the art that Mary Mm -hmm. Englebright had done. So like either a little flower or a little clover. And I had just cranked out honestly hundreds of these. Um, And then I had also made mini cards that were, and it was just so cool to see that I had forgotten that I had done those. Um, But I've, I've heard the wisdom that, you know, whatever you kind of really loved doing when you were, around the age of 11 might be a really good indicator of something that would bring you a lot of happiness when you're older as a career. And so Honestly, it was just like, I have not, I have not heard that. Interesting. Yeah. Were you into huh. like quilting or sewing or anything like that when you were that age? Sewing? Absolutely. Like I can, I can remember when I was eight or nine years old, begging my mother to teach me how to sew and she was sure I was too little and wouldn't. So, you know, I was a little older before mm-hmm. I got into it, but the interest was there. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and Leah and I, yeah, we would make uh, catalogs. Like we loved pouring through like, Lanzan catalogs. catalogs. Yes. Yes. L.L. Bean. And we would say like, this is what I want. This is what I want. And just like dream about, you know, what we got to have from the catalog. Um, And then we would make our own. And so we would draw our own products and our own clothes and then write the product descriptions. (laughs) So you've been doing this forever is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of wild. Like, how many things you remember from the past that led to this point. So was your story a bit the same, Leah? You've been doing this too since your childhood? Yeah. You know, I think that I have a more like slow, careful approach to creative projects maybe. Um, So like we talk about how we had pantry doors and, um, 
Grace had one side and I had the other and hers was always just filled to like top to bottom with art. And uh, mine was like, you know, a very carefully drawn horse, Curated. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, I used to go into our guest bathroom upstairs because that's where the art closet was. And I just like squirrel away in there and work on art. And um, I think that I'm very much the same way when I'm, making art I just kind of like hide away with my iPad and uh go to town (laughs) um but yeah it's just so fun having Grace as like a sounding board for things because I feel like we have been working together for our entire life and um so we really communicate well we trust each other we know that we both have the best intentions and we are just trying to make the best thing we can. Um, so it's very cool. But I also saw echoes of like, I, I, the other day I just said to Grace, I think you chose cards and cards chose me. Um, and like, I feel like in college, I went to college uh, for four years uh, for art, for painting. Um, and in my senior year, I, Well, actually, my junior and senior year, I got interested in art that kind of collaborated with the viewer in a way, like was a little interactive and stuff like that. And so it's so funny making cards now because and and the cards that we make specifically, we are very intentional about like, would this be a good vessel for somebody to share their heart in and send it as like a very supportive um, or, you know, happy thing uh, with their words of love inside. And so it's like amazing that, you know, that's the art that I'm making now is like totally collaborative with the viewer. And then it goes on to have its own life um, when it gets sent to somebody. So it's just like, that is kind of like, the best use of my art that I can think of. Really. I completely agree. And I see that when I look at your your portfolio of designs or your products that are for sale, I immediately feel they're a cross between a card and a journal, honestly, because there's mm. room to interact, to write your thoughts, to um, collect meaningful things. I was just amazed looking at your body of work. But honestly, we're sort of coming into this. We've, we've dived into it quickly, but we haven't even really said what it is that Tiny and Snail does. So introduce us to that. Maybe, Grace, do you want to run with that? Sure. So we are a greeting card company, um, and we also have uh, some of our art on prints and stickers, but cards are at the heart of everything that we do and creating just really high-quality, gorgeous stationery for people to share with those that they love and Mm -hmm. create those really deep bonds through the art of letter writing and card writing. Um, So yeah, we put out um, collections multiple times a year and those days are always really fun. Our launch days, we've even had some people, some of our customers like take the day off work. Awesome. (laughs) They're just so excited. We try to make a really celebratory fun day of it and we'll usually do an instagram live and um we take a lot of care with 
you know, the descriptions that we write about the cards. Mm-hmm. Leah had an interesting analogy where she said our collection releases are maybe similar to how a musical artist would release an album where there's a thread going through all mm-hmm. of the songs. There's some cohesive umbrella that they fall under. And we don't see a lot of other card companies doing this, but I think it echoes back to Leah's professional training in art where she had to be writing artist statements and having thesis ideas, all of these things. Um, And so it really like plays into the way that we put out collections. And I think it just adds such a layer of meaning and intentionality that comes through the cards. So yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. we do. So do do these collections sometimes then, are they reflective of what's been going on perhaps in your lives or experiences that kind of um, feed into the thoughts that translate into For those sure. cards? Yeah. Yeah. What's your um, most recent collection? It was the Lemonade Collection. Um, and so in August, every year, August 14th, we release a collection because... Um, Four years ago, August 14th, I almost died in a construction accident. I was working with Habitat for Humanity as a builder, so I was getting paid um, to help build. And um, we were putting up rafters, and I was on the ground walking next to this huge machine called the telehandler. And um, it had rained really hard at lunch and the angle was bad on the telehandler and it fell on to me. Um, And I don't remember it at all, um, but I have seen a few pictures actually, which is really strange, but um, I think I was pushed back into the street and um, my spinal cord was injured at t4 t5 so it's like right chest level kind of okay and um and the big arm on the telehandler pinned my leg and so i was bleeding profusely if there hadn't been a former marine on site who took off his belt and tied it around my leg as a tourniquet i wouldn't be talking to you right now Mm -hmm. um and when i was on the ground you know first responders came they replaced all of my blood before they were able to get me wow. from out from wow. under the telehandler. And so, like, it's just such a story of rebirth, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. And I call it my rebirth day. Um, I, like, I went back to age zero. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking, I couldn't lift my head up off the pillow, you know, I wasn't talking, but pretty quickly, well, Grace flew home right away, um, she lives in Milwaukee, but when she heard about it, you know, she was basically on the next flight she could be on, and um, I think that there were a number of days in the very beginning where it was just so important to be surrounded by family and like, uh, you know, I, I think I could have died. And every time that I felt like I was about to die, somebody would come and hold my hand. And I thought, I, I can't do it. Lifeline. I can't go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, like, I mean, just incredible. And Grace was there. I was in the beginning, I was finger spelling into her hand. Um, and she was, you know, as a good older Talk sister, is able mail. to interpret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a, as a good older sister is able to interpret, uh, a younger sibling. Um, she was able to decipher my finger spelling. And, um, one of the first questions I asked was, can I still draw? Um, and, I don't remember that question, but clearly it was like deep in my psyche mm-hmm. and um and they were able to tell me that yes, you should be able to draw still. And you know, I've met people since um my spinal cord injury who, you know, they have severe spinal cord injuries at their neck level and they draw with their mouth and mm-hmm. it's just like the the capacity of the human spirit to overcome is just amazing um and anyway this is a big long story to tell you that our latest collection was the lemonade collection because it feels like we've been making lemonade out of all these lemons that we've uh gotten um in life and um i i have a frida Kahlo card in there because she's just like really inspirational of overcoming all this pain and tragedy in her life and making something beautiful and lasting um and yeah so there are some lemon cards in there and so that was the most recent collection and we try to do some like you know something that's sort of representational of that day and what we've been through and how we can use it to help other people through tragedy and you know just being there for people so um yeah other collections we i don't know i guess i'm the artistic director a bit so i kind of take the lead on like what the shape of the collection might be but it's definitely something that we both talk about as well and Grace has some of her lines and I have some of my lines um, and all of the lines are always kind of blurred <laughs> because we both uh, have such a hand in, you know, sometimes I like, I can't do something loose enough. And so I ask her to do some, you know, painting very loose colors of watches and she'll, you know, send them over to me and, just, I mean, it's amazing that we're able to collaborate so well because of technology. Like, we're just constantly texting things back and forth and I to was each thinking, other. And I was thinking of that as you were talking, because you don't live in the same cities. And so collaboration means virtual collaboration, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I mean, we're at such an amazing time in history where we can instantaneously collaborate with each other it's wild um and i i love my ipad it's something that i discovered after my accident um i i bit the bullet and got a ipad pro and the apple pencil and it's amazing how you can have a whole studio in your backpack all the time and um so i it's just made our process so much faster and um, 
more enjoyable really because you're not dealing with the stuff you don't like doing like I I used to do a lot of like I had to do a lot of editing in Photoshop after I had like scanned my images and the colors were never right and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but it's all I don't know it takes out a step for sure in the process and um it's fun I I Grace is more hands-on with her art. Um, and by more hands-on, you mean paint in a brush, pencil in her hand, that sort of thing, hands-on? Yeah, which is great, too. And it's something that I um, aspire to. But I don't know. At this point in my life, it's uh, not my medium right now. <laughs> so so but. each of you give me a little snapshot then, if you would. Let's call this a reel. <laughs> Grace, give me a little snapshot of what the creation of a piece of artwork for your card looks like to you, or maybe the creation of the whole card, because do you do um, captions or sentiments in them as well as that part of the creation process? But I'd love to know kind of how you, is it idea? Is it then painting? Is it sketching? Is it, you tell me, what does it look like? We have a document that is miles long of just card ideas with, like, especially in the shower, sometimes a phrase will come to me. Um, so like our best selling card of all time, the, the cat or the text on it says, you're a, you're a stardust and fireworks kind of wonderful. And it's Love this it. beautiful, magical little camping scene with these fireworks. And so that was a collaboration. Leah was able to do the mountains and the camping scene, but she just couldn't get the fireworks right. So then I did the fireworks and she was able to put those two together but it's a magical card um so yeah so we have all of these kind of phrases and we're very dedicated to keeping the inside of our cards blank okay that's super important to us we want we truly want it to be a collaboration between our art and the person sending it and so a lot of our customers have said that that's very appealing to them because they love that we almost create a prompt from the outside of the card that then they can use as a diving board to write their own One more similarity to a journal, right? That's what journals are, prompts, and then your response to them, what that makes you think of, what journey you take in your thoughts. Love it. Exactly. And I love that cards can be taken different ways then as well. We try to create, our cards are kind of all, all at the same time, very specific and open-ended. So I think a number of our cards you can fit to various situations um, depending on what your thoughts are inside the card. Um, But yeah, typically we have like some type of message combined with the art um, or some quote. Like if we have some really powerful quotes that – Um, people have given us permission to use and so that's always amazing too if we can if we find an amazing author's quote or a poet um, and and put that on the outside of the card combined with our art I love that so in the case of this collaboration that you were talking about did Leah maybe create the campfire mountains etc you know on her iPad and then did you create the fireworks by hand with some type of you know utensil is that kind of how that worked actually yeah. that one right. or- that one was in our first collection and i i hadn't had my ipad at that point oh, okay. so um 
we were both working with traditional medium and then um, scanning them in. And I would I brought that one into Photoshop and kind of layered them together. Um, so that, but on other ones, um, yeah, grade school, if I need something, she'll create it. And then we've messed, well, no, you, you have a good scanner now. Um, we, we have a pretty good scanner that we can use, but we use it very sparingly. I don't know, maybe a couple times a year. Um, but yeah, I, uh. I'll drag it into Procreate and then mess around with the layers and everything on that. Um, and I've been using Photoshop for, whew, I mean, since I was a teenager, so 20 years or something, which is insane. Um, but yeah, so I, like, I feel like Procreate and Photoshop, they kind of operate similarly. And so, I don't know, I just have fun playing around with the layers. Um, that is just, am that me, is just amazing. Oh. Artists a hundred years ago would have given their eye teeth to be able to just manipulate and change and tweak. You yeah. Know, I would, touch of a finger. I would love to give an iPad to Van Gogh and Monet. Like it's just, that would be my dream. <laughs> See what they could do with that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Van Gogh, like uh, Vincent, you don't have to, you don't have to starve anymore to buy paint. You can just use this thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, uh, for me, I often kind of start with a sketch, uh, just like super basic, just sketch it on there, throw some words on there. And then I like drag things around kind of, you know, toy with the sizes and then get really more detailed. And um, some of my cards I might do in half an hour, like, and then some take, you know, 10 hours to do. So Interesting. it's just, yeah, it's, um, I think there's a point where, and I don't know if you get this way with quilting at all, but there's a point where like you could kind of kill the drawing. Um, There's definitely like points where you sort of hate what you're doing and think, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and then you have to resolve it somehow. Um, but I'm a painter. Like, I just think like a painter, too. So I think with oil paint, I love it because you can just cover up what you're doing. Um, and, and like, right. And layer and yeah. your, the layers, the underneath is always going to make a better, more interesting painting. So I kind of have that philosophy with my procreate drawings too. It's like, you know, there's evidence of the time you're spending built into the card. And I think that, you know, we try to make most of or all of our cards, like little art pieces that people can send in the mail. And, I agree. uh, that care shows. Yeah, I think a lot of other card companies, like this, the trending style is like kind of minimal with maybe text or something, but that's just not us. Uh, I think, you know, Grace and I both grew up like loving Mary Inglebright and um, I love Marjolaine Bastian and um, just like kind of joyful and expressive and vibrant mm -hmm. like that's more our style and I think that you know 
we've just kind of owned it um, and been like, you know what? It might not be for every shop that wants to sell wholesale cards. But that's who we are, and we can't really do much about it, so we'll just keep doing it. <laughs> no, and I think uh, being true to true to who you are is key. We were talking in the in the green room before we came on air about this process of building a business, doing something that you love, and what you know what makes that the perfect job, the perfect occupation. Like, what are the important points in that? And I think the fact that you're doing what you love is number one. What else do you think are some mm-hmm. of the important um, points that make that successful for you guys? I um, Well, I went to Santa Clara University, which is a Jesuit school in California, and they really hit home, like, what is a calling? What is a vocation? Mm-hmm. How can you kind of find what that is for you. And Mm -hmm. so there's these three main questions that you can ask yourself, which is what am I good at? What brings me joy? And what does the world need me to do? And where those three things intersect is where your calling lies. And I think Lee and I just feel so intensely grateful (laughs) that we have found our calling. Like we truly feel like this is, there's such a deep mission behind it for us. Um, especially when Leah almost died, we, like we had been doing the card company for a year. Um, and it was a really joyful thing to be doing, but when she almost died, it really gave us a whole new depth of meaning. Mm -hmm. And, we say that we're one of the few companies who probably tries to remind you of your mortality on a weekly basis (laughs) Um, because there is an ending point for all of us and we don't know when that will be. Um, But just like a a week ago, I was writing a card to Ellie, Leah's little daughter, who's my niece. And I started tearing up writing this card to her because I was just like, if I were to die tomorrow, I would want Ellie to know how much I adore her. And I would want her to be able to look at that card in 20 years and know a piece of me, even though I'm not there anymore. I, I would still be there for her. Um, and so I think there's there's just this deeper meaning. It's more than just writing happy birthday, love, Grace. Um, Like we really try to encourage people to make it a ritual. Like what, what a gift to share a piece of your heart in a card with your handwriting, however that looks um, and send that in the mail so that person can hold it and it can be a little time capsule. Um, So, yeah, I think there's just such a, we're like the time to tell people what they mean to you is while you're both still alive, like Mm -hmm. give each other that gift. And, and so we are just, we will never stop beating that drum. (laughs) Like that's what we want to really be able to, to share with people, to encourage them to do, and then provide the beautiful tools to do that. Like how can you create 
a stationary stash that you are excited to go to, that you love to kind of rifle through and find the perfect card. And we really care about everything from the art on our cards to how the paper feels in your hands to how the ink sits on that paper. Like we care about it all. All the details matter to us. And I think that translates through to whoever you send the card to. They can, they can feel that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it just, it's very meaningful that we found this calling. I think it's something that the world desperately needs, especially the more that we move into texts and DMs and emails, like all of those things are, have their place. But I was telling Lee the other day, I was like, I, I kind of feel like we're in a world of candy. We're just in this giant candy shop, just like gobbling up all of this sugary stuff that's like tempting and shiny. But at the end of the day, we're just all so desperate for just like a huge bowl of kale. <laughs> like something. Well, I feels... don't know if I'd go that far. Okay. <laughs> but vegetables. I'll give you vegetables. Maybe a beautiful stir fry. <laughs> there you with go. With a nice protein. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like something that actually sustains you. Yes. So. And, and mm-hmm. community, fellowship, relationship, mm-hmm. all those things are the sustainer. Oh, I, lo- I yeah. love how you described your mission. That is beautiful. I, it's interesting because we've noticed there's a big overlap with um, quilters or knitters and card senders. And I think it's just like a high appreciation for tactile beauty and um i i think quilters get it um and so it's so interesting to be on a podcast with you right now um because yeah it's just like a very similar approach to life and what we find meaningful and i was communicating with a a quilter the other day and she said you know it's like it's all about passing on these heirlooms that you know, can I can wrap myself in a blanket that my dad made and feel just so safe. And it's sort of like, you know, yeah, looking at a card that your dad wrote to you or something, just like having a piece of them to remember. And, you know, yeah, humans are so relation like relationships are just kind of maybe the most important thing that bedrock. <laughs> we have, you know. And, um, and I'm also really, um, pushing writing, writing cards as a, an antidote to the mental health crisis right now. Um, because I think that cards are very grounding for the person who's sending them. Um, and then they're also hugely important for people who receive them. Like I came across a study, there's not many studies out there on card writing, unfortunately, but one of them, uh, it was talking about people who had been hospitalized for suicidal ideation, if they received a letter in the next year, um, and the letter was from somebody at the like rehab center, but if they received one letter in that next year, they were less likely to commit suicide in that year. And it's just like incredible after, after hearing that, it's just like, Oh my goodness. Like my words could actually save somebody's life. And so like, I need to write to wow. these people who I know are in suffering. And I, I know that they're just so desperate for 
that connection and knowing that they are worthy of receiving a letter from somebody. So yeah, that's just like something that I really am trying to push, you know, like if you're trying therapy, you should be trying card sending too, because um, I, th I think actually it's a beautiful compliment. And I think that like, there's something about writing longhand to people that um, can really boost our gratitude and um, our, our muscle of um, empathy. Um, yeah, it's just so cool that we have this tool. Okay, ladies, we, we have to circle back around and do this again, because I could go quite a long ways down that, that particular rabbit trail, because I've never thought of it that way. I've always been thinking of the recipient of the card, even when I'm writing them, I'm thinking about the person that's going to get it and what it is meaning to them. I've never thought of it as the benefits that it holds for the writer to put their thoughts on paper, to take a moment to connect, to be reaching out. And I can see it now that you say it. We can have mm -hmm. a big conversation about that one. That is powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah we thank were, you. and I were just having a discussion uh, a couple days ago where she was saying a lot of her hangups in the past with card writing have been filled with guilt where it's like, oh, shoot, like I haven't sent this thank you note. I need to send this birthday card. And, and now... Well, I'm speaking for you, Leah, but basically you said you've kind of done a 180 where now it's just like, oh my gosh, I want to write down. I want to create this sacred moment where I get to light a candle, have a nice drink. I'm truly holding this person in my mind. I'm like feeling the gratitude expand within me. It's just creating all of this beauty for you before it even hits the mail. And yeah, so just this like form of self-therapy, like a mini, mini self-therapy session. Yeah, for sure. One of my questions that, I mean, seriously, we do have to make a date for another episode because I was okay. going to ask that question <laughs> about how, because your creative thing that you're producing is much different from mine, but I do think that the act of creating is therapy. So I can, all these connections are taking place in my mind right now. I just had never thought of writing a card as being creation, but it is. Yeah. yeah. And I love doing um, mail art, like on the envelope. So that's actually where a lot of my first ideas will come from is me just messing around doing flowers on a craft envelope or something and kind of okay. decorating the envelope itself and we actually created um kind of an up I don't know if you've heard of a postalette I have not enlighten me so I I think those were they existed like I don't know when in the 50s maybe is when they first came out but it's basically a piece of letter writing stationery and an envelope all in one so you write your letter on one side, fold it up, and you put the address on the other side. Okay. And that is the, that's the piece of mail that you send. Um, so Leah created like an updated version of the postalette, and it was kind of inspired by a lot of the mail art that I do because there were a number of people who said like, oh, I would, I would love for my envelopes to look like yours, but either I don't have the time or I just don't feel like I'm a good enough artist. And so we were just like, well, we're just going to create some amazing looking envelopes 
that when somebody receives this in the mail, it is going to be the best thing ever because it's amidst all of this junk mail and bills and all of that. Um, plus a letter on the other side from this person. So the instant artful envelopes on our website have their own tab. And those have been really, really fun for people. Fantastic. Well, let's, cause we are getting long today and I seriously do want to make another date to talk to you ladies, but why don't you tell them either one of you, um, where's the best place to find you and purchase your products? Cause I know our listeners are going to want to have a look at your beautiful artwork. Sure. You can come, um, hang out with us on Instagram. Well, okay. To be honest, it's mostly grace. Um, (laughs) but on Instagram at tiny underscore and underscore snail, um, or tiny and snail.com. Um, and yeah, tiny as in tiny houses and snail as in snail mail. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I and, and and also I hang out on email a lot, so um, I I try to provide like really great content for our newsletter crew, um, tips and tricks, uh, or like mindset things on being a card sender. So love it. Yeah. Okay. And then and- if, if they do sign up for our newsletter, you also get twenty percent off um, your first order, so you can kind of build your stationery stash. And I love the idea of building a stationary stash. I love that. Oh, you guys, you girls have so many great ideas. Okay, I will be sure and put all those links into the show notes so people can um, find clickable links as well. But if they're just listening, Perfect. they can remember these and go and find you. Thank you so very much for joining me. It has really been an honor to spend some time with you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, you for too, having Susan. us. This has really been a treat, Susan. Thanks so much, my friend, for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this visit as much as I did. Leah and Grace are two remarkable human beings, and it was just such a treat to hear some of their story and some of what makes them who they are today. I do encourage you to check out their website. You will be just fascinated by the beautiful artwork they produce and so touched, I know, by the messages that they convey. So I encourage you visit their website, start building your stationary stash today. And before I go, I recently chatted to a couple of quilters who've never listened to a podcast. Seriously, they don't know what they're missing. So would you take a moment to share Measure Twice, Cut Once with someone that you know will enjoy it? You can share the link to any one episode, or they can visit my website, podcast.stitchedbysusan.com. And from there, choose an app to listen on. In just a few seconds, a whole new world of podcasts will open up. So I'm Susan Smith, and until next time, may your sorrows be patched and your joys be quilted. <laughs>